Blog Talk Radio. Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the show that's the audio equivalent of someone giving you a fruitcake for Christmas. It's the original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> Yay, we're over here. Yay, we did it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> it was a long night of gaming, but I'm here and I'm awake. <laughs> Not I know, as long it was even longer for me before. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that's true. No, I was up last night until three, I think. I wanted to get holy shit. I wanted to redeem. I wanted to redeem myself a little bit for uh, <laughs> Dead by Daylight because I was like, I gotta try this again because it really put a sour taste in my mouth because I just kept, <laughs> he just kept following me. The killer was always following me, and then yesterday I did. I did redeem myself. I'm almost level ten now. Holy shit. Oh, that's and I, amazing. I did the daily ritual, dude. Did the daily ritual. I got 35,000 oh. blood points. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see what my daily ritual is today. Maybe it'll actually be a decent oh, one. My. <laughs> dude, there's a great one Not right one. now. I just don't think I'll be able to do it because, like, the success rate of me actually. So if I can get four items and survive, like escape, then oh, I get like one hundred and thirteen thousand <laughs> blood points, but I think I oh only escaped God. like a handful of times yesterday, and uh, and I, there was only like twice I escaped with a weapon or a, an item, maybe twice, maybe once. <laughs> like it was <laughs> four in one not, day is going to be pushing it. Yeah, so I'd have to be playing all day, and I don't <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I've yet to escape once, so that one sounds pretty tough to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. I want to get you there. Oh, and they give me an easy one. <laughs> like, find one toolkit. <laughs> Come on, I can do this. <laughs> I'm on my way to success, they said. <laughs> Successfully complete one skill check. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so so tough, but I did it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, yeah, yeah but it's it's but anyway. definitely it's definitely yeah. We're not here to talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a totally different subject. Our uh, our episode for today is gonna be about, uh, given that it's just you know started to be the Christmas season, uh, we figured we'd get into some Christmassy topics and talk about the best. Uh, Christmas movies or Christmas, you know, related episodes of TV shows. You know, the good things I you want to watch every right now. time. Right now, I guarantee you the only reason why you put, like, Christmas specials on here 
and I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I, I think you think I know what is probably <laughs> close to maybe your number one. I'm just saying. You might, if not number one. And I think it's the only reason you have but Christmas specials on here. <laughs> Well, it's not just Christmas specials. It's any Christmas-related episode. Because honestly, I think I would have had a tough time if it was just movies. I might have not been really able to hit 10 that I was really passionate about. <laughs> oh, God, dude. There's so many great... Well, maybe, I like... It's going to weird, but I like kids like movies sometimes. And, like, I was... I, I only did movies just to kind of branch slightly off because I knew you were going to do specials uh, as well, so I wanted to do a little something different on the list. So I did 15 movies, and there are 15 movies I liked, and actually I have a tie on there as well, so technically 16 movies, so. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, I got, a, I got a good mix of movies and TV shows. <laughs> Not just the one I think you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. And if it is what you're thinking of, great. Like you're Pretty right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty right. Probably number, maybe number two or number one. I'm just saying. We'll have to see. All right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But you got 15? I do have 15. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to play the top 10 theme song, even though we both have 15. (laughs) <laughs> Suck on okay. that, America. Hello, women. This is number eight. Now you can all lay them straight. Open the door to your fuzzy elephant. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll start off with my number 15, which is the only movie that's from the Hallmark Channel. Yes, I said it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wow. The only movie, <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I stretched <laughs> on this one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this one, really? as soon as like you said Christmas movies or specials, um, well, I do enjoy it. It's a, it's a good tale. It's very corny, but... I do like this one, but it's called a Christmas Snow. Um, mm. As soon as you said like Christmas movies or whatnot, for some reason there was like two or three that hit me right away, and this one was one of them. Pretty much a story about uh, a chick who's really busy in her life, and then she has to end up, I think, watching her niece or some little girl. I think it's her niece or something like that. And uh, a Christmas snow comes in, and she was supposed to be dropping off her niece the next day so she could be with her family, I think, on Christmas. But the snow comes in and just pretty much just shuts off all the power, shuts off, you know, it just closes all the roads. There was no way of them leaving the house. So during this time, uh, an older gentleman comes and he knocks on the door and he's kind of hungry, kind of like a bumming around. Um, it, it, and the lady had a past run in with this guy, um, uh, I think, the night before or some shit. So uh, he just so happens to come to the house or some shit. I can't remember the exact story, but um, uh, needless to say, I'm just going to get to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, they, uh, the, the lady, the, the lady uh, 
when she was like a little kid, like two or three, like really, really young, her dad walked out on her. Uh, well, not on her oh, kid, shit. but or on his daughter. But it was kind of like, you know, he walked out on his family, just left, never came back, never heard from him again kind of thing. So then uh, they, you know, the old guy's there, and it's making you think this old guy is actually her dad towards the end of the movie, and then you realize he is her dad, but then you also realize he was a ghost the whole time. Oh, and man. her dad died. So yeah. They large-marged it. Yep, they sure did. So, pretty, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. I like it. Like I said, it's definitely very corny, but it's an enjoyable corn. <laughs> nice. I've never even heard of this one. I, I can't say that I've ever really watched anything on the Hallmark Channel that I can remember anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not I even can't. sure what no, channel it would be. <laughs> I've seen reviews of some. Like... <laughs> Nostalgia critic-ish type reviews, and they don't oh. seem very excellent. <laughs> but, um. Oh shit! Oh shit! Is there um, anybody in it that's recognizable? No. Well, that's the thing with the Hallmark Channel is it's very, very rare to even see somebody that's recognizable in those movies. Um, every once in a while, you get like a rando, like Sean William uh, or Sean Wallace was in one, as like a weird take on a Christmas Carol, which that one wasn't too bad, and it was an interesting premise. It was actually kind of funny. So imagine like, uh, imagine like Christmas Carol being something that actually happened every year to one person. <laughs> oh. So like <laughs> even during modern times, yeah. So it's kind of like somebody that. gets picked to be the Christmas Carol. <laughs> Yeah, well, somebody yeah, somebody gets picked to be the Scrooge of the year, but this is the weird thing of this one. So not only is that added layer on there, but there's also uh, the storyline where this dude's neighbor was supposed to be the one who gets uh, chosen that year, but the ghosts keep coming to him instead. They keep <laughs> making a mistake and going to the wrong house. So they're like, well, we'll just... just We'll, we'll just have to figure this out. We'll just use you this year because we're not going to keep going through all this. So they're just like using him, but then his neighbor's still somehow involved in it. It's kind of weird, but it's interesting. But yeah, like I think Sean Wallace is like the ghost of the past. Yeah, it's an interesting premise. I, I, I enjoy it. Definitely like nifty. The whole mistaken identity aspect. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the yeah. like Donald Trump is getting Christmas carols. <laughs> But unfortunately, it was uh, they they do something else. They get another guy in there. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do Donald Trump, but it was just the older version of Biff. I got you guys confused. <laughs> yes, he went actually went to the alternate 1985, where Biff owned a casino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is actually just 2015 now. <laughs> Or 17. I don't know what year it is. 2015. You've lost a couple of years. You've been in a coma for the last two years. <laughs> the world's a strange oh, place now. I like a coma. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. I liked it. Nice, nice. That sounds pretty good. Almost as good as the Christmas Carol where it was played, where Scrooge was played by the Fonz. <laughs> Um, well, that's not going to be in my list. <laughs> Henry Winkler. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number? Oh, God, that's a good one. 
Um, my number 15 is a weird one. It's definitely not one of the, you know, I've got some on here that are just kind of weird more than they are super Christmassy, but they are Christmas related for sure. Uh, which is this one. Um, uh, it's not gonna, it's, it's actually like a very sad and heartbreaking episode of TV, but not in like a good Christmassy spirit type way where it warms your heart. Just in a very depressing type of way. Um, this was oh, a Christmas okay. episode of Mad Men from, I want to say, oh, season Jesus. five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so, so good. Oh, it's done to deserve this. It's so damn good. <laughs> so they had this character on there called Lane Price. Uh, he was this guy from Britain who came over. Originally, they got kind of bought out at one point, and uh, they, you know, they were brought up by this British company, and they put this Lane Price guy there to kind of you know, watch their interests and that kind of stuff. But he ended up you know, kind of becoming part of the, uh, you know, the more friends with the American people, and they kind of split and formed their own agency, and he kind of helped them out with it and stuff. So he became a partner in the new agency that they started. And so he kind of started becoming more American, and uh, <laughs> just gradually started going downhill. Like, as he started to become American, I guess, like, he got a divorce from his wife and all this stuff. And uh, basically, at one point, the the firm was doing pretty badly. And uh, so, like, they all had to, basically, all of the four partners had to put in, I think it was, like, $7,500, which I guess in the 60s was, you know, tons of money. (laughs) Um, So, they had to put this money in. And he didn't really have the money to cover it, so he had to, like, sell these investments back in England and, you know, try to get the money to this so that he can cover it. And then, since uh-huh. he did that, he got hit with this big tax bill in England <laughs> because, you know, he sold these investments. There was all kind of gains on it. So he didn't have the money to pay the taxes, so they were basically going to deport him. So he was forced to kind of, you know, do some nefarious things. Uh, basically, he was counting on getting this, you know, Christmas bonus at the end of the year, uh, which was coming up very shortly. And he's like, oh, I'll just, you know, float myself a check basically for this money <laughs> and then just not take my Christmas bonus. But then the yeah. partners announced that, oh, the, what, we're going to, you know, you guys, all the workers are going to get your bonuses, but the partners are going to be foregoing their bonuses this year because, <laughs> you know, we don't have the money for it, essentially. So it was bad times for good old Lane <laughs> when he realized, you know, he's not getting the bonus now. Um, so he took this money and they, they kind of found out about it. Uh, basically Don Draper, you know, John Hamm kind of found out about it because he had forged Don's name on this check. Uh, so Don found out about it and he tried to do the right thing and kind of give him a chance to resign, you know, quietly. Um, he he wasn't going to call the cops or anything or, you know, point it out to the other partners even. He was just kind of like, you know, you got to, you know, we can't have you here if you're going to be doing shit like this. So, you know, you, you've got to get out, just, you know, write yourself a resignation letter and all that stuff. And, you know, <laughs> we will keep it quiet. So he tried to, you know, treat him fairly and stuff, but it's just kind of pushed Lane over the edge. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil everything that happens in the episode, but it's just a very sad, uh, you know, story of this guy who's just completely having a breakdown around Christmas time. Huh. All because he didn't well, get his Christmas, Christmas bonus. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's not gonna, it's one of the saddest moments in the show, but, uh, you know, not in a very heartwarming way, but it is something I always think of when I think of Christmas episodes, because it is very affecting. <laughs> well, that's a good one. 
That's a good one there. <laughs> That's my number 15. <laughs> all right. Uh, all righty. Well, I guess we'll go into my number 14. Speaking of the devil from my previous one, Scrooge. Oh. Made it on with good old <laughs> Bill Murray here. Um, I don't know how many people have seen Scrooge, but I saw it for the I've seen it, I think, parts of it before, but I feel like I just saw it for the first time fully uh, just last mm. year. Um, and I enjoyed this movie. It's a fun movie. I mean, Bill Murray's kind of a dick, which is appropriate for Bill Murray. <laughs> so it was yeah. cool to see to see all that. Um, it was fun. It's a fun movie. I like it. It's comedic. It's dark. It's it's uh, it's, it's a good it's a good Christmas movie. I like I like Scrooge. It's a good one. Um, I like yeah, all the ghosts, too. The ghosts are probably the best part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I need to watch that movie again. It's been way too long. Yeah, it's a, I, I, I like it. Um, See, definitely. The the, well, they're weird. They're weird looking. Well, I mean... As far as ghosts go, like one's a taxi cab, a taxi driver. I think that's the ghost of Christmas present. And then that crazy, like angelic one that's like really funny and weird is a uh, ghost of Christmas past. And then death is just huge mungus. Yeah, Christmas Carol is just one of those stories that you really can never really get too many iterations of it. Pretty much watch I mean, them all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Did you ever see the Muppets one? The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, really good. That, al- <laughs> that almost made my list. Nice. Yeah, you know what I don't like is another one out of the movie this year in theaters. Um, it's like the man who invented Christmas or something like that. Basically, just oh, about. Oh yeah, you don't um, like that. Oh, how they? Yeah, no, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's basically just, yeah, Charles Dickens coming up with the Christmas Carol. But he's, like, seeing hallucinations of the characters and stuff like that. It's like, oh, <laughs> this seems stupid. You know what You know what looks good is that new movie. Uh, now we're going off on a tangent here. But that new movie <laughs> with, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, that that uh, <laughs> Barnum, Barnum and Bailey's movie. That looks good. Uh, it might be okay. I don't like the like newish music they have in there. It always throws me off when they have like old timey movies, but they're playing like music that would come out now. It's like eh. I like that. <laughs> I mean, Moulin Rouge is like, one of the greatest historically movies ever, accurate. and they do that in there. <laughs> I don't know. I love Moulin Rouge, and I love. That style. That's what it made me think of. So I was like really excited when I saw the trailer. Because for some reason they showed that trailer <laughs> during Justice League. <laughs> yeah. They show that trailer a lot. They'll show it every five seconds. All right. I don't well, know. I don't know how to feel about that movie because like I, I kind of would like an actual movie about like the circus guy. <laughs> Not this like musical version. I don't know. I think it's interesting, dude. Maybe. I'll probably end up seeing it anyway. <laughs> so we'll see. 
I know you will. You'll probably dislike it because they're singing <laughs> in it, but. <laughs> yeah, that usually does bum me out. Stop singing. This <laughs> wouldn't really happen. <laughs> but you'll never know. You never truly know. <laughs> Oh man. Um all right. all right. Well my number fourteen. This one's a little more a little more Christmassy wholesome. Um <laughs> this was a Christmas oh, two parter. <laughs> yeah. You might learn actually some Christmas lessons in this one. Um a Christmas two parter <laughs> from one of my favorite shows and a show I know you hate. Saved by the Bell. Oh God help me. <laughs> but this one always sticks in my mind. This is a, a two-parter, like I said, called "The Home for Christmas." Uh, we're basically for the first time ever. Most of the show takes place in the mall. I don't know where they got this mall set, but they've never used it in any other episode or ever again. <laughs> Usually, it's all you know, mostly set at the school. Every once in a while, you see one of their bedrooms or something. But they actually had a mall set this one time. And no Mr. Belding, which is odd. Oh. <laughs> Usually they'll find a way to get him everywhere, but not at the mall. But basically Very a couple peculiar. of them have, like, you know, part-time. <laughs> yeah. They have, like, part-time jobs, like Slater's, you know, working at the gift wrapping station, and he's terrible at it. Um, Kelly got this job at, like, a, you know, clothing store for the holidays, and she's got this new coworker. Uh, it was, like, this, you know, tall blonde lady who, of course, Zach starts, you know, trying to get with. Um, and they also like him and Screech are, uh, you know, they're in the bathroom at one point and they see this homeless guy kind of like shaving, you know, in the bathroom and, uh, they kind of, he like, Zach ends up leaving him a little bit of money and that kind of thing. And basically, you know, Zach starts going out with this girl a little bit and he eventually finds out that that homeless guy is her father and that they are in fact homeless. Oh, it's a Christmas snow. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Apparently, they you know he lost his job and they came out west hoping there'd be more opportunities and there really weren't. So they're just kind of living in their car. Um, Zach's dad, for some reason, is not home. <laughs> He's like out away on business. But his mom, like Zach's mom's, like, oh, you know, you guys can come here, you know, have dinner with us and that kind of thing. They invite him to stay, but at first they won't do it. Um, and then eventually, like in the second part there's a whole thing where they're like, they're putting on a Christmas play, which is, you know, a Christmas carol, essentially. They end up doing a version of the Christmas carol as a live stage show. Um, and Laura's boss, okay. I, yeah, Laura's the girl that Zach's dating. He doesn't want to let her go. Um, so Kelly, you know, tries to convince him to let her be in the show too. Um, and he, she accidentally lets slip that she's homeless. And, you know, the guy, <laughs> the boss dude is all, you know, bitchy about it. He's like, Oh, well, if she, if I knew she was homeless, I never would have even hired her. <laughs> Those people steal. Oh. <laughs> Those people steal. That's great. <laughs> She's like, what a bitch. So, uh, so Kelly's like, she sees this, you know, this jacket that Laura had been looking at in the store, um, you know, like a suit jacket that she wanted to get for her father so that he, he could, you know, go on interviews and have a better chance of getting a job. And so Kelly's like, I'm going to buy this for Laura. She tells the girl, you know, working there at the time, she's like, put this on the side, you know, I'll come back and pay for it later. Um, and so, as you can guess, like, the boss guy comes back and he's like, hey, what happened to that jacket? And, you know, Kelly told basically the girl working there not to tell anybody. So 
So she doesn't say, you know, who bought it. So this guy just assumes that, you know, Laura had stolen it. So he basically calls her a thief and she runs out crying and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and then eventually like they all meet up at the end and Zach and his mom do convince them to come home with them, you know, to have Christmas Eve and you know, the whole gang is there and they call like they had called the area, the guy, you know, the, the boss guy shows up and he's like, Oh, you know, they explained to me, you know, what happened. I'm, I'm sorry that I called you a thief. That was really, you know, terrible of me. Um, and so he gives her the suit jacket. He wouldn't even let Kelly pay for it. So he learned a lesson about being good at Christmas. <laughs> As we all do. As we all do. <laughs> and they, the weird uh, thing is, the episode ends. He's got the jacket, but, you know, he hasn't you know, gotten a job or anything. But basically they say, you know, oh, you know, um, Zach's mom's like, I talked it over with my husband. You guys can stay here, you know, until you get a job. That's totally fine. And I was like, oh, okay, this looks like it's working out. Next episode, never heard from them again. <laughs> never hear hear of or see these characters again. <laughs> they were the ghosts of Christmas, everything else. <laughs> Of course you have so I don't know. I don't know if they got a job They're or dead. if he got a job or what. I mean, her and Zach were going out, but I guess you know, as with many of his relationships, you never see what happens with them. <laughs> that show is so full of just like he's you know spending a whole episode trying to court this girl, and they get together, and then you know you never see her ever again. <laughs> but it is it is a nice heartwarming story, and you know. They start singing carols at the end, so it gets very Christmassy. And it's just very enjoyable. Huh. Well, it sounds, sounds definitely Christmassy. Sounds like Safe by the Bell, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it is. Well, that's good. That's a good one. And unlike real life, Screech didn't stab anybody on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that actually happened? I didn't know he stabbed anybody on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Christmas Eve, like he got in a bar fight and stabbed a guy. <laughs> he ended up going to prison for a couple of years. <laughs> Sounds about right. And that was a lesson he also learned. <laughs> Merry get Christmas, in a bar everyone. fight, don't bring a knife. Just use your fists. <laughs> Oh, it's so silly. It's a Christmas So year. silly. <laughs> Screech. Alrighty. Well, that was a great lesson, I suppose. Alrighty. So my number 13 is a movie called Jack Frost, but not the horror movie. The one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> not the one where the lady gets fucked by a snowman. No, not that one. Not that one. No lessons were learned then. Um, <laughs> Except carrots are pointy. This one's good. And I don't remember. I haven't seen this movie in forever. I do recall enjoying it, though. I think it's mostly just because Michael Keaton's in it. I pretty much just enjoy it. Yeah. He's in. Um, but I like the story True. because, the, you know, the kid's father passes away, and it's a really bad time in the movie. And what really is good about it is the fact that, you know, his father does come back as the snowman to kind of just spend one last Christmas with his kid. And it's a kind of a heartwarming tale. 
a lot of people don't like it, and I I can see why. But I mean, I I like it. It's it's pretty good. I can see that. I've seen like reviews of it. I don't think I ever actually saw the movie, and I can definitely see like what the problems people have with it are. But it does seem like it's you know it's sweet enough and it's got some good heartwarming moments. It's just one so. of those- yeah, I mean, like I said, I I enjoy a good, uh, you know, a good kids movie where, you know, there's some kind of some kind of moral to be learned, and, and if it's funny and enjoyable, you know, I'm cool with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one's a good one. I think it's cool. I like the effects. They did a good job with the snowman. Um, That's true. Yeah, really, it looked pretty good. It, I mean, it looks like a damn snowman, and Michael Keaton voicing it. Where do you go wrong at? Where? Where do you go wrong at? <laughs> I know, this is one of like the last things he did before he like disappeared for several years. <laughs> I think it was like this and white no. noise. Then he was just gone oh, okay, for yeah. a good there five go. years. I was just gonna say I was like, <laughs> No man, he was around for white noise and then he just solved that he just solved that puzzle. Yes. Yeah. From what I remember though I remember I think nostalgia critic talking about like like, why does he, like, not reveal himself to the wife until, like, the very end? <laughs> He's like, he had to spend this Christmas with his son, but fuck the wife. She doesn't get to, he doesn't need to, like, you know, <laughs> have any kind of time with her, apparently. He wasn't actually really in love with her. He just really loved his son. That's what it was, I think. <laughs> he was just staying for him, <laughs> for his sake. <laughs> yeah. Really, he was off banging groupies. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> been there, done that, they said. <laughs> all right. Well, my number 13. Again, this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> it's actually the second John Hamm appearance on this list. Oh, jeez, help me. <laughs> but this is the Christmas special episode of Black Mirror called White Christmas. Oh. Yeah, this was, this was a great one. Um, I didn't even see this you know, one. Obviously I've, yeah, I think I've talked about this before. I think this is, uh, it's counted as part of season two. I think, like, on Netflix, it's right after the bulk of this, you know, the three season two episodes, but in before season three. Um, I think it's a little bit longer than a normal episode, and it's it's very good. I won't give away too much because there's definitely a lot going on, but it basically involves, uh, there's, like, this isolated cabin in the snow. It's, like, Christmas Day. Uh, John Hamm's there cooking breakfast, and uh, the, his roommate walks in, um, who apparently they've been living here for like five years, but have like never really spoken much. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's kind of kind of a weird situation. But uh, it's you know they're basically having a little bit of a heart to heart here because it's Christmas. They're like you know hey maybe we should actually talk, have a conversation, that kind of a thing. Um, and so they kind of both start getting into their backstories and you know like who they are and what brought them here and that kind of thing. And I. I won't give away too much. It's kind of made up of like almost three uh, short stories of them telling stuff about their lives. And, but it all comes uh-huh. together in the end and there's kind of just a cool, you know, as with most Black Mirror episodes, it just wraps up in a crazy way. 
uh, <laughs> and it ties it all together and makes you kind of reevaluate stuff that you've already seen. That's but true. It's really cool, and it kind of it kind of plays on some of the other prior Black Mirror episodes. Like it's kind of there's a one episode where uh, they have like those camera implants in their eyes, essentially that record everything. Oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah, like it kind of touches on that a little bit because like now people have this thing, they kind of have eye implants kind of like that. And it's kind of like where you can basically block people out (laughs) just like you do on like Facebook, except you're doing it in real life. (laughs) So basically like you don't see them or hear them anymore. You just see like a, you know, a gray shape. And then whenever they try to talk, it just comes out all muffled. (laughs) Oh, weird. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of weird. It's kind of like, oh God, I could totally see that happening. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is totally where technology would go <laughs> but yeah it's got cool little technology things like that like always and it's just it's a great episode so yeah check out the uh, White like, Christmas a fu- episode. like all futuristic in those shows it's so yeah crazy. it's so good it literally is like our modern day Twilight Zone it is that is very very true I'm surprised not more people talk about it because it is super good. I think I thought they were supposed to be coming back with more episodes this year, but we're kind of running out of time. <laughs> but I'm hoping they still surprise us in like December. That'd be good. That'd be good. Alrighty. Well, I guess we're gonna go on to my next goodie. My goody, goody, good goods. <laughs> which is a movie that might be on your list. Oh. Um, and if it's not, it should be. It's called Gremlin. <laughs> yep, this is on my list. <laughs> good call. This is a great movie. Great, great movie. I love this movie. This is a good one. I like the second one. This one's really the one that kind of just brings in the the Christmas horror. I don't know if there's any real movies that were out there like this before. Horror, like this Christmas horror, like it was a Christmas film, and then they bring in a horror tale with it, and I think it's pretty <laughs> neat and unique. Um, but of there course, were I mean, some, mostly like with... cheese. Yeah, nothing like actually like family friendly, like Gremlins kind of was. It's more stuff where you know, like, oh, what's that one uh, where the guy dresses up like Santa and just kills everyone? <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. I don't even know what you're talking about, so. Oh, shit, there's, like, a whole series of those. I think the first one's from, like, the 70s. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I think the second Silent Night, Deadly Night is, like, his brother, and that's the one we... I don't know if you've ever seen the famous scene. I know a bunch of, like, reviewers have talked about it, where it's, like, <laughs> for some reason, the guy, he just goes out, like, if he gets mad or something, he shoots a guy in the street, and he's just, like, all crazy. He's, like... Garbage day. <laughs> it just shoots the guy. <laughs> so it's just a really uh, weird scene that people like to make fun of for the terrible acting. I don't think I have seen that. Oddly enough. Pretty uh, interesting. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and Black Christmas. That was in like the 70s with uh, Lois Lane, Margot Kidder. I don't, I've never seen that one either, so... <laughs> I only like apparently the good tales of Christmas, not the black ones. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh I mean of course 
Gremlins is about mogwais eating after midnight, uh, getting water spilled all over them. You know, the typical mogwai business. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they turn into gremlins uh, at night. They start cra- uh, causing all sorts of crazy, wacky havoc, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, they look cool as shit. Oh, they really do. Like, nowadays, they would probably just CGI them and they would look stupid. But the puppets really look yep. good. They look legit. They do look good. I don't know why they don't do that. Like puppets more often. Because, I mean, they look... Yeah. They just look better. They really do. Yeah, like they actually do a lot of... They have a lot of, like, facial expressions and range of motion in the faces and stuff like that. And it just looks real. I just wish they did more. Me too. <laughs> and the great Howie Mandel as uh, the voice of Gizmo. <laughs> you know what? I've saw my life, and I've never known that. <laughs> oh shit! Yep. And I think you and I both know that I love me some Howie Mandel. <laughs> oh, I know. I think that if I remember correctly, there is some kind of an Easter egg in Little Monsters. Like uh, about gremlins, like there's a gremlin doll or, or like a you know a gizmo somewhere or something like that. <laughs> they put in as just like a little Easter egg. Huh. That is cool. See now I gotta watch Gremlins yeah. again. Damn it! I love Gremlins. It's so good. <laughs> that Billy Peltzer guy, like I forget. Oh, what's his name? Oh shit! I can't remember the re- actor's name, but. I wish that I guy would have done more stuff. <laughs> he was actually pretty good in that. And same yeah, I have no idea what his name is. Too. Yeah. Now that, I, I do know her. She was in uh, yeah. Drop That Fred. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it may have been the last thing she did. <laughs> Gremlin says that that weird scene that just comes out of nowhere where she's talking about like how her father died. <laughs> mm. The reason why she hates Christmas. Just like wow, yeah. it feels like it's out of some other totally different movie. That's how real life goes, though. <laughs> it's real life. Sometimes things just come up like that. The fire in the fireplace. There's this weird smell. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> he was dressed up like Santa Claus. I guess he'd been coming down to surprise us and slipped and broke his neck. <laughs> like, Jesus, it got dark. <laughs> that is great. Just strictly great. <laughs> What's even better is in Gremlins 2 when they kind of like... <laughs> they made a joke out of that scene, kind of, because there's a part where she's like talking about like on how on Arbor Day somebody did something to her. <laughs> That's why she hates Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so great. Oh, it really is just the perfect sequel. <laughs> they did everything right. I love that sequel. <laughs> the sequel is the best, just yeah. because you get all the wacky gremlins. Yeah. It's the oh, it's so good. <laughs> the way they just were like, oh, we'll make them a little bit different this time. We'll give them different things going on with all these different chemicals. 
It's like the superheroes of gremlins. <laughs> yes. They're the ex-gremlins. <laughs> they just look yeah, cool as shit. One is, is so Christmassy. <laughs> Like that it scene is. where, like, the gremlin is, like, attacking his mom and there's, like, goes flying into the Christmas tree. It's just iconic. <laughs> Nothing screams Christmas <laughs> like that. I love the dad in that movie. He's so good with all his stupid inventions. Oh, I know. It's so great. <laughs> the bathroom, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, like man. a some kind of super blender that's supposed to make orange juice, but it just shoots everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Yeah, Gremlins for <laughs> surely sure. Good, good Christmas yeah. movie. I'll All just right, move it down to 12. that number <laughs> and make it my All number right. twelve as well. <laughs> All right, it's probably number right. eleven. <laughs> I think I originally had it in number nine, but a lot of these numbers are kind of loose. All righty. Well, what's your number twelve? Oh, uh, well, I'm making Gremlins my number twelve. So, <laughs> what's your oh, number yeah. eleven? Oh, well, then I guess. What's <laughs> my number eleven? My number eleven is "It's a Wonderful Life" and. Believe it or not, I've only seen this movie once. And it is a great movie. I mean, obviously, everybody's probably seen a jillion pieces of this movie. Like, where every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) Not sure why they were all from Mississippi there, but... um, (laughs) It's it's still a really good movie, though. I do enjoy it. Probably lower on my list or higher on my list if... uh, if you'd seen if it I've more. probably seen it or grew up with it more, but I've only seen it once at a Christmas party. I just sat there and watched it while everybody else was having <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's the way to go through life. <laughs> Not Shut saying up, that I wasn't having fun. This is a movie theater, even though it's a living room. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, everybody. You know Jimmy Stewart's talking, and you're not supposed to talk when he's talking. <laughs> he commands respect. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely it's a wonderful life. I mean it's a great movie. It's a tall tale. It's a tall tale of uh it's kind of like not not taking everything for granted kind of thing. Not taking your life for granted. This uh there's like a very like good that. chance this will come up later on my list. <laughs> yeah. It's probably much higher on yours. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, alrighty. Well, I guess we'll get into your number eleven <laughs> this time. You don't want to move it down to that one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite a drop for it. <laughs> Can't go that far. All right. Um, number eleven. up so I don't mess it up. It's the Goosebumps episode. <laughs> Hail. Oh, wait. This is you afraid of the dark. <laughs> the, Santa Claus. 
<laughs> Smile and say cheese. <laughs> or say cheese and die. That's what it was. No, you smile and say cheese. <laughs> Isn't something scary supposed to happen? No, we're just taking your picture. <laughs> Why aren't you smiling and saying cheese? I didn't ask you to ask me a question. You stupid idiot. That camera might steal my soul. Idiot. No, just the camera. <laughs> you smile and say cheese. I got a whole 30 minutes out of that episode. Just everybody just grouped together, just trying to take one picture, and the whole family was nervous. That'd be probably one of the greatest episodes of anything ever. Like, uh, so this just twenty three minutes of a family just trying to take one picture, but they're like, "What if it's like that Goosebumps episode?" But not like that Goosebumps episode. This is a normal camera. You're at Sears. Just take your picture, please. <laughs> Smile and say cheese. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like it, I'm not saying it would be a great a great TV show, but honestly, more TV shows need to be like that. Just like random. Yeah, it'd be memorable. Like, no. <laughs> it would be. You I'd remember that episode forever. <laughs> no. It's just a normal camera. Heard that one where just smile and say cheese. <laughs> I just went to Sears and got a family photo. <laughs> <laughs> it took 23 minutes. I don't understand. At the 16-minute mark, they were all smiling and saying cheese, but Grandma fell asleep. So they had to wake her up. And then by the time she woke up, the episode ended. So there wasn't even a picture because Sears closed. What a fucking weird episode. <laughs> it's a two-parter. Next time they're going back to actually get those pictures done. <laughs> Please, I'm going to pay you that now. One, there's, a, there's a post-credit scene <laughs> where it's like, wait a minute, these are five by sevens. I wanted four by sixes. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> get Grandma ready. And then that episode is just about how they all have to get ready to go get their picture. <laughs> I said, get grandma ready. Did you brush your teeth? Not yet. You better. <laughs> I was on the edge of my teeth the whole time. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, oh, can somebody shit. please feed grandma? You know that she falls asleep if she's not fed. We can't have her sleeping <laughs> again. Do you remember the last time we went to Sears? And then it's just this, like, past memory of that episode of when grandma fell asleep. <laughs> And everybody's just trying to wake her up. It's like, this is the weirdest show ever. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I can't stop. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, God. I need this in my life right now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my We're actual good. number 11. <laughs> <laughs> I went through earlier this week and watched all the Christmas episodes of Friends. Try no, to figure out which one no. were the best. No, <laughs> no, it's supposed to be part of the holidays, not straight madness. You can't do that. You're gonna hurt yourself, kid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was fun. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
and to I love that show. such such horribleness. So <laughs> You're gonna kill yourself. <laughs> when I was in the hospital this summer, and I was there for you know what, like five six days. Like the only thing that was ever on TV was just Friends. It was just always on. <laughs> I was like, thank God they were there for me. <laughs> There's only so many channels this TV has, and so much badness. But at least Friends is pretty much always on. <laughs> there are like three different channels that would show like you know three hour blocks of it a day. <laughs> Sounds like an awful channel and one that I need to steer clear from. <laughs> but <laughs> so the best Christmas episodes of Friends, <laughs> I would say, uh-huh. are the one from season five, uh, episode ten, the one with the inappropriate sister, and uh-huh. of course, there's that. Was <laughs> I think it was season three. Um, the one with Phoebe's dad. Also a very good one. Um, the one with the inappropriate uh-huh. sister involves a couple of different things. Uh, one, Phoebe is working, like, you know, for Salvation Army type thing, ringing the bell, getting donations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and people just kind of start taking advantage of her, like making change out of the bucket and stuff like that, and she's just not having it. So she kind of snaps, starts going crazy on people, and starts getting off street. <laughs> kind of going back to her all old crazy. days of being, like, homeless. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So that's a good one. And uh, also in that one, like, uh, Rachel seeing this guy, she's like, they just start dating. Uh, she's been trying to, you know, go after him for a little bit. And she sees him with another girl and stuff, and she's all worried. But they find she thought that this was his sister, who's, like, in town for the holidays. And so she's like, oh, you know, that's cool. <laughs> but then, like, they're, like, weird and, like, inappropriately close. <laughs> Like, there's always, like, uh-huh. wrestling and stuff. And, like, later on in the episode, they find out that they take baths together still. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, that's just weird. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but the other one, uh, the season three one, the one with Phoebe's dad, uh, basically she finds out that the person she, um, you know, I don't know if you know too much about Phoebe's backstory, but person she thought was her no, dad uh, was just a guy <laughs> in picture frames, essentially. Like her grandma just bought picture frames, and, you know, the guy that it came with was like, yeah, this is your dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she believed that for many, many years. But now she confronts her grandma and uh, finds out where her dad actually lives. And so it's like Christmas Eve, and her and uh, Joey and Chandler get in her grandma's, you know, old cab. And drive up there to go see her dad and, you know, kind of be like, hey, you know, meet, meet her dad for the first time. Um, even though they have Christmas shopping to do. But they're like, oh, we'll figure it out once we get back. Like, this shouldn't take that long. But then they get there and, like, she can't, like, seem to go in. <laughs> she, like, she keeps getting out of the car and then she'll make it to, like, the mailbox. And then come back just and just sit there longer. <laughs> and eventually she ends up not going in. Because she's just, like, you know, too worried about what's going to happen if, you know, she meets him and he's a total asshole or something. He's still the guy who ran out on her mom and that kind of thing. So she decides that, you know, I can't do this today. We'll have to do this some other time. And it's just kind of nice that they're, you know, totally cool and understanding about it. They're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) We'll come back again some other time. 
because they'll yeah. be there for you. <laughs> oh, God, don't you say that. <laughs> don't you say that now. <laughs> but then there's, like, a cool little, like, scene during the credits where they get back and, you know, they obviously didn't have much time to uh, do their Christmas shopping because everything's closed by this point on Christmas Eve. So apparently they stopped when, when uh, they stopped to get gas on the way home. They bought a bunch of stuff at the gas station for everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. so, like, I think they bought Rachel, like, uh, new wiper blades, even though she doesn't have a car. But they're like, oh, but we got you this new car smell. <laughs> so you'll think you do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, so it's all just like cheap gifts. Like I think they gave Ross like one can of cola and one lemon lime drink. <laughs> they gave Monica I think some rib for her pleasure condoms, and then her and Ross just switch. <laughs> like, yeah, oh boy. Sense. <laughs> but so I like that part. <laughs> Their last minute gifts they had to buy at the gas station. Pretty good. Oh, sounds like a good show. <laughs> that show is amazing. I know a lot of people like it. It really holds up. Get those nostalgia beans going. <laughs> Get them percolating. Oh, well, I didn't say all that, but... <laughs> all right, well, that's my number 11. All right, that's fair. It's a good choice. It's a very neat choice. <laughs> <Yeah, I can> tell. <laughs> All right. So mine is my number 10. We're going to go with another kind of like uh, not completely Christmas, but still like, oh, yeah, this is still Christmas time. Batman Returns. Oh, Scream. Yes. Oh, oh yes. That's a great <laughs> Such a great movie. This is a great movie. The whole movie is based in the yeah, snow. Yeah. Even in Penguins, Gotham is still snowing. It doesn't make sense. But it does make sense <laughs> because it's Christmas time. It's such a good yeah, movie. I love Batman Christmas Returns. Both. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. You were correct. <laughs> um, but, yeah, love. I love this. I love this tale. I really do because I think it's. Uh, the Tim Burton movies are probably still the best Batman movies for sure. Maybe not the best Batman. Yeah. Very close to the first, though. Very close to the first. Uh, <laughs> but still, still love this movie. I, think I love both is. movies. I mean, we. I mean, <laughs> he's close. Um, but yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. This is definitely a great movie. Of course, this is Batman with uh, you know the Catwoman and Penguin in this movie. So they're doing their thing, and Penguin's pretty sinister, trying to become that mayor of Gotham. Um, and <laughs> during the whole time, people are just trying to have some Christmas times. Yep. Just trying to celebrate the, uh, the ice princess who lights the tree is a big part of this movie. <laughs> yep. Yep. Knock. She gets knocked into a bunch of bats. She looks like a bunch of bats. <laughs> All right, maybe that part yep. maybe didn't happen because that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. For sure, that was good. Good. Yeah, the Christmas tree lighting where the like the circus attacks is just it's such a great scene. Like if they would have done anything like that in Justice League, I might have liked it. <laughs> I love when the circus attacks. 
<clears throat> Super good. I like when the penguins <laughs> attack as well. Yeah. Penguins blow rockets on their back. So awesome. I feel bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for them some because 99 bitches, but it, you got 99 problems, 99 penguins, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> I like when uh, when they're going to bring the penguins, you know, dead body out to to the water, and it's clearly just midgets in penguin costumes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like way bigger than an actual penguin. <laughs> I know. I forgot about that scene, and it doesn't even make sense because they just put their flipper on them, and then he starts moving. They're not actually dragging him anywhere. There's no dragon. grease all over him, apparently, beforehand. <laughs> it's the only thing that I can think of what they did. <laughs> oh, I don't know what else they could have done. <laughs> yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, that's for sure. It's good. It's a good I feel movie. like people, people like... A lot of people do talk crap about that one, too. They're like, oh, the 89 Batman was good, but then Batman Returns, like, it's like, oh, fuck that. Like, that movie's awesome. Yeah, that's a great movie. What are they, assholes? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I don't understand how you can hate that movie. It's amazing. Hmm. Yeah, they're definitely assholes, but that's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) Just Just a bunch of assholes. I think people like to make fun of it because, like, it was so dark. Like, this was a movie they made hot, like, you know, hot, uh, what call it? Um, Happy Meals, Happy Meal Toys for. But then there's, like, Penguins tried to murder all the children and stuff like that. It's like, so what? <laughs> it didn't bother me anyway when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, this movie's amazing. I'll buy all the Hot Meal Toys or Happy Meal Toys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just for that alone. Just for that scene alone. But yeah, Danny DeVito puts on the most convincing, most convincing uh, uh, penguin. (laughs) He, I mean, it's not definitely the penguin I would think of. (laughs) Because it really doesn't have anything to do with the penguin from the comics. But it definitely was interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is a different penguin. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they made him a literal like penguin a for some reason. Guy. Yeah. They really took it literally. He lives in the sewers and <laughs> bites people's noses off. <laughs> Which normally is not your forte when they change it up so hardcore <laughs> like that. That's sad, so I know for a fact. <laughs> that I know for a fact. Um, but yeah, for sure. Really, really good movie though. What is your yep. numero uh whatever the fuck ten is in Spanish? Uh, ten, number ten. Um Yeah. <laughs> that's Spanish, right? <laughs> number ten. Yeah. Um, my number ten is a tie. Um, I mean really obviously there's one clear winner out of these two, but they go hand in hand. Um, so my number 10 is going to be Die Hard 1 and 2. Yeah, I was 
I saw a list of like diehard like being like on almost everybody's top ten list. And to be honest with you, I've seen bits and pieces of Die Hard, but not enough, I guess. Oh, really? I really claim it. As you should a, watch it. Yeah. It is a really, it's like kind of the gold standard of non-superhero action movies. <laughs> it's just so good. I mean, obviously, Die Hard 1 is better than Die Hard 2, but Die Hard 2 is not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. They both are set at Christmas. Um which they did finally go away from in three, because I guess it would have been pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and the third one first, he's got another Christmas where he's <laughs> fighting terrorists. <laughs> Jingle all the hell. <laughs> but basically the first one takes place, um, you know, John McClane is like a New York cop. His wife got this big job out in Los Angeles, so she kind of moved out there with the kids. And um, so he's kind of going to visit her for Christmas, and he's not really sure where they stand at this point. Like, if this is just, like, you know, a subtle way of him leaving him, (laughs) like if their marriage is still standing or not really. So he kind of – he shows up, goes to the the party at the office building in Nakatomi Plaza, and uh, he's – it seems like things are going well, but, you know, he doesn't still totally know exactly what's going on. But then, you know, terrorists come in and take over the building. As, as they do. <laughs> and it's up to John McClane, basically, to you know, take them all out. And, you know, one by one, essentially. Just keep whittling down their numbers. Because, <laughs> like, they, they, he, he does a bunch of word out. <laughs> yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Boy. And my other boy, <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> oh, you mean Uncle Phil? Or not Uncle Phil, uh, Winslow? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he's he's honestly great in that movie. It's kind of like he's playing Carl Winslow, too, because he's playing a cop. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, he plays cops. this is the same character when he was in Los Angeles instead of Chicago. But he's so good. Like, he's the cop that, you know, John McClane manages to get a message to, and he's talking to him on the radio all the time. And, like, they just very quickly become friends and, like, start talking about their lives and stuff like that. And just the camaraderie between these two who, you know, haven't met at all, it's just really nice. And then at the end, like, he finally, you know, spoiler alert, John McClane beats all the terrorists and gets out of there. And he, you know, he kind of meets up with with Carl. (laughs) And it's just kind of nice. It's like, oh. What a Christmas miracle. These two are friends now. <laughs> well, and then yeah. Die Hard 2 also takes place on Christmas. <laughs> I think they're in uh, I think they're in like Washington DC this time. Uh basically at the airport. He is or maybe maybe it was the New York airport. I guess that would make more sense. Um <laughs> been a while since I watched this one. I think his wife is flying in, essentially, so he's at the airport to pick her up. And, you know, the terrorists take over the airport this time. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so once again, he's got to try to take care of all the stuff going down in the airport so that his wife's plane can land safely. Because basically the terrorists are saying that they're just going to blow up any plane that lands, and they kind of prove it with another plane. So he's got to take them all down so that his wife's plane can land before they run out of fuel and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's once again at Christmas time and there's a lot of snow involved and 
it's pretty good. It's not as good as the first one for sure, but it's definitely not bad. Hmm. And it's kind of this one's got like Dennis Franz playing like an airport cop who gives uh gives John McClane a ticket at the end, and like they have a you know a heated exchange and that kind of thing. But slowly throughout the movie. Uh, once he realizes that John McClane is like the only one actually doing anything and <laughs> taking out these terrorists, they kind of slowly start to become friends. And at the end, I think the guy like rips up the ticket and that kind of thing. So <laughs> he's, he's formed another weird Christmassy friendship <laughs> with a cop. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> well, yeah, good. definitely watched. I would say definitely watch that first Die Hard. It's it's pretty much the best. <laughs> like every I know movie I've for the seen, next 20 years tried to be Die Hard. I know I've seen a good portion of it. I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm missing some of it or something. Hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. I've only heard good things about that. Die Hard, so. Yeah, and Alan Rickman was such a great villain. Like, he really is just in that movie so so hard. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a go. Huzzah. Alrighty. Uh, so I guess we'll go on to my number nine, which just so yeah. happens to be pretty much all of America, or at least all of the goths in America, their favorite movie <laughs> of all time. Yeah, and that would be Nightmare Before here. Christmas. <laughs> yep. Well, all right. We did it. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> definitely a movie that most most people enjoy. I mean, it, it is a good movie. I mean, I have nothing against yeah, this movie. Hard to uh, like it. I know. The music's great in it. The atmosphere's great in it. I love the claymation of it. It's a super great movie for sure. Oh, the music is so I definitely good. Definitely enjoy it. He's just the best. And he does the voice for, you know, um, Jack Skellington, which is the singing better. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the singing voice. Whoever they did, they got to do the voice voice, though, does sound a lot like him. So it's good that they got, you know, a voice actor who oh, <laughs> matches up with his voice. You don't know who did the voice? It's the prince mm. from Princess Bride. Really? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his fucking name in Princess Bride. Prince Humperdinck. Prince Humperdinck. Yeah. yeah, Prince Humperdinck. No way. Prince Humperdinck. Yeah, he did the voice for Jack. And then Daniel wow, never put that together. Voice for Jack. Yeah. Should have been Carrie Elwood. And Catherine O'Hara did the voice Still for really? Sally, right? The, the singing voice. I don't even voice? know who that is. Uh, the mom from Home Alone. Oh. I, I don't know, but that'd be fantastic. Beetlejuice? That'd be... <laughs> I think so. I think that's the case. Probably. Maybe she just does it live sometimes. <laughs> I know who is one of, the, uh, one of the henchmen, though. Yeah, I know there was something oh. uh, recently where they did, like, a big live event where uh, they had a bunch of the you know original cast and Danny Elfman playing these songs live. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think it was in, like, California. <laughs> but I wish it would have done it around here. Oh. I totally would have gotten to see that. Well, who was one of the henchmen? You've got me on the <laughs> seat of my 
seat on the edge of my seat, on the seat of my edge. <laughs> well, playing the part of luck was good old Paul Rubens. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm feeling we'll be talking about him later. <laughs> There's a chance. Oh, Greg Proops was in this movie? Oh, really? Yeah. He's the Harlequin demon, the devil, and the sax player. Wow. He did all the Yeah, parts. Captain O'Hara was the voice of Sally. And Shot. Wow. I mean, I mean that makes it. sense because you know they worked on Beetlejuice together. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. And then what's her face probably took over. Uh, I can't. Remember, uh, his wife now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're not even married anymore. How do they keep making all <laughs> these? You probably movies won't be then? in his movies anymore. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think they don't. Basically, like that's why the last couple, like uh, that Miss Peregrine's movie or. House for Peculiar, whatever. <laughs> like they had uh, Eva Green in there. It, it, that role probably would have gone to uh, what's her name normally, Helena Bonham Carter. If they were still married, I'm sure that would have been her. Huh. I don't even know what he does anymore. A lot of his movies has kind of gone downhill for me because he just keeps doing these weird remakes instead of his original stuff. Or his original stuff yeah. is what everybody loves. Nobody wants. It your weird takes of movies. <laughs> Though I did enjoy yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't enjoy Chocolate. It's like this weird, like, I'm torn with that movie. I really am. <laughs> it could have been decent, I think, if they had cast it a little better, especially with, you know, Johnny Depp, obviously. <laughs> so you had gotten yeah. somebody who could have done it better. It would have made the movie a lot more, you know, palatable. Johnny Depp, like, fucked that one up. <laughs> because really another person who needs to stop moving movies. <laughs> yeah, probably. He just plays everything, you know, super weird. It's like his one choice. I'm just going to be the weirdo in this movie. <laughs> All right, we get it, Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, not my take, I guess. <laughs> nope. Not what I wanted. <laughs> no one asked for this. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great movie. I like the whole stuff about like all the holidays finally getting to interact. <laughs> Which is oh, weird I that know. they didn't, considering there's like a whole bunch of trees that lead there. Nobody ever decided to go in the woods, apparently. I want to see, like, more, like a part two, like he takes over Thanksgiving or Easter. Yeah, that would be amazing. Although, I guess, I mean, theoretically, he probably would have learned his lesson. <laughs> oh, probably. But, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe they, I mean, there's definitely ways you could have him go there, even if he doesn't try to make it a Halloween Thanksgiving or something. But there's definitely places you can go with that story, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good one. That's that's my number uh, nine there. Yep. 
Me and too. you're number nine. I guess we have to go to number eight now. So. <laughs> um, <Yep>. Number eight <laughs> is The Grinch Who Stole the Christmas. And if there's anything <laughs> I've learned from this movie, it's I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot Yeah, I mean, this movie is just pole. an instant classic. Instant, instant classic. I love this movie. Uh, Dr. Seuss is, of course, movie that's just just spectacular. Um, now, are you talking about I really the like this movie. Or the Jim no, Carrey one? No, of course, one. of course. The car- no, nobody's... That's, <laughs> the Jim Carrey one is not... Uh, that's not an instant classic. That's, that's not a good <laughs> movie. Even though it has one of my favorite songs in it in the world, it's not an instant classic. Um, <laughs> the best kind of person who does the Grinch would have to be somebody who's kind of like scary sounding. It's the Grinch. Boris Karloff pulls mm-hmm. it off. He can do it. Jim Carrey, not very scary. He's very uh, <laughs> he's very Jim Carrey-esque, I suppose. He's just very wild he's and scary crazy. Nowadays. I, yeah, I know. I definitely <laughs> I'm not even really <laughs> What are you talking about, Jim Carrey? Did you see his like new special on uh, Netflix? I didn't watch the special, but did you see that there was a special on it? Um, I thought. Uh, I thought like when, um, is it like a comedy special, or is it the uh, the documentary about him playing Andy Kaufman? Oh uh, yeah, it's the documentary. Yeah, that one. Oh okay. Yeah, I heard he's just like a complete nut in that. People are just like, what yeah, the he, fuck is apparently he like that? played that role to the T. Like he lived that role. I believe that for sure. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I believe it. He's, uh, he's a crazy guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely the original uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I love this movie. Uh, it's one of those movies that I just want to watch during Christmas. Uh, it's one of those movies that I just have to kind of watch during that, you know, during December at some point. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, they kind of keep most of the uh, like the Dr. Seuss rhyming going, which is good. Oh, I know it's so good, and the Who's are so cool, and yeah, it's it's a good one. I love me some. Grinch you stole some Christmases, stole all the Christmases. <laughs> I like to watch his heart go three sizes that day. Yeah. But yeah, good. That's my number eight this time. Alright. Um well my number eight is going to be uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh the old classic Rankin Bass one. <laughs> ah. Actually that's coming up next. Oh nice. Well timed. But that's my only tie as well. Oh, I might know what it's tied with, maybe. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, these are great. I haven't even seen it in a long time, Like, but I used to watch it every year. Every time they would show it, I used to watch, make sure I watch it. Yeah, this, this just is so a cool great, way they great, do, like, great movie. Yeah. It's like basically, again, it's like puppets. Kind of like gremlins, but all puppets. 
Not even people. I don't know if these ones were puppets. Oh, I guess they were kind of like puppets. It's almost, it's just yeah, that I mean, motion. They it's really like action figures almost. Yeah. It's, yeah, I guess they're just kind of toys that they kind of move. And then it's like claymation, but not clay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is just great. And um, all the characters are awesome. Yeah, that's for sure. Those are, uh, uh, Yukon man, Cornelius, I, I love that guy. <laughs> he's just a baller. Yeah. Well, how do you know? He's his like name? falling to his death. And he's I know just, exactly yeah. know who you're talking this about. It's amazing. So weird. So weird that you would know his name. <laughs> but he's the best. Yeah, I did think. He is. He's so good. <laughs> And the elf who wants to be a dentist who just kind of, he seems a little <laughs> on the gay side. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, gay is just a number. So just relax. <laughs> um, is this the, yeah, this is the one with the, uh, the, the winter warlock, right? Or maybe no. Uh, no, no, no. no that's the abominable that's, snowman. Yeah, the abominable snowman. That's right. Yeah. Winter warlock was in the one that it tied with. I Actually, I mean, I, um, I don't know if Santa Claus is coming to town is on yours, but that's the one I tied with. Um, I love this movie more than Rudolph probably, but I just tied them wow. both together just because. Uh, I, I just figured because they're pretty much the same movie almost. But I love Santa Claus <laughs> coming to town, because in my opinion, I think it's a better movie. Um, I mean, Rudolph is cool, but you, you're getting, like, this backstory of how Santa became Santa, and you're going through how he got his name, and he got his backstory, and how he got his magic, and all that stuff that's happening, and how he gets his white beard and his, you know, Mrs. Claus, like, he gets a whole beautiful be story. Yeah, how he got fat by eating all the children. Like, all that stuff happens <laughs> in that movie. And you get to, you, you kind of see it on, all unfold, which is really, really cool and neat. So, I really do like Santa Claus is coming to town maybe a little bit more than Rudolph. Rudolph is cool. I think what throws me off is the dentist elf. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> is, uh, is Santa Claus is coming to town the one with uh, Mr. Heatmiser and Mr. Snow? No, that will not. That will never be on my list. Oh, that one was, was a that? completely like different. You without a Santa Claus? Uh, that, uh, maybe. Oh, let me let me Google. Uh, Eat Mister Miser. I'm Mister Snow. I don't. Oh God, I don't like that movie. Um. <laughs> yeah, the year without Santa I remember Claus. They were pretty cool. Oh, there you go. I didn't re- I didn't realize those that movie came out around the same time that uh those other movies came out. But that one is beyond oh, really? way trippier than the other ones. Oh god. <laughs> that one's super trippy. I mean there's a trippy part in Santa Claus coming to town, like you know that it's from the seventies because there's this one part where I think Mrs. Claus is singing and it's just psychedelic. And I'm okay with that. I mean, it it speaks for the times, <laughs> but oh my Jeebus. I do not like the year without Santa Claus. Those two are just too much for me. And it doesn't really speak Christmas to me. It's just like, it's just weather fighting. Fighting weather <laughs> patterns. Well, I think, wasn't it, uh, I think it was Mr. Heatmiser, or one of them, that said that they were too much. 
I'm too much. Uh, I think it was uh, <laughs> he admits it. Miser. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know. Though. Not a fan of those ones, but yeah, uh, Santa Claus is coming super, super good. I just love, I love that movie. <laughs> is that the one with the Burger Meister Meister Burger? Yeah, Burger Meister Meister <laughs> Burger. <laughs> yeah, he's so pretty funny. much the German just trying to kill all the Jewish kids. <laughs> By feeding them to Santa. Yep. <laughs> to make him fat. And it, it's a super great movie. I, I, oh man, I love that movie. I want to watch it again. Burger Meister Meister Burger. Um, but yeah, that's my number eight as well. So you might want to, oh, Pete, okay. you might want to go into yours. Uh, well, my number, um, I think it's seven. We're in seven. What did I say? Uh, no, we're on eight. Well, I just did my, you did your number nine, which tied into my number eight. So I just kind of went with my number eight there. So you should be on eight, I think. Oh, I think my eight was Rudolph. I had to renumber huh. some of these because of moving that one, but <laughs> yeah, eight would have well, been. Well, then what was your number nine? Besides Gremlins, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, we tied on number nine. Oh shit! <laughs> those ones, those ones were further on the list. Oh, <laughs> skipping ahead. Fucked up. Um. <laughs> oh god, I don't even know how to. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um. So we're on number which one? Seven. I think seven. Okay, what was my number eight? Okay, that was my number eight. It was Grinch, actually. Yep. Yeah, so you did Grinch. Uh, I did Nightmare Before Christmas. Grinch. And then number seven. Oh, okay, I'll just switch these two. It was Rudolph and Santa. Yeah, so I got... uh, Yeah, okay, so it's all fixed now. All right, so my number... Seven? Are we on seven now? <laughs> um, well, I think I'm on. I think your seven was Rudolph and Santa okay. Claus coming yeah. to town. Right? Okay, so number six. Number six. Yep. Okay, okay. we're good. Wait, wait I got to do my number, number seven. Number six is. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I got to do my number seven. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. My number seven is a tie. These ones are kind of uh, related, I guess. Um, an episode of Family Guy and an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Two animated shows I love. Um, Family Guy one is one of the earlier episodes. I want to say it was like season three. Um, called was it a very uh, a very special Family Guy freaking Christmas. <laughs> uh, this was the one where this it ends up where Lois ends up uh, completely snapping, like everything keeps going wrong, and she's kind of always the one who's kind of very patient and. Uh, you know, taking it all in stride and 
having a good Christmas spirit about her. But then, like, eventually, like, like the house almost burns down, and she's kind of like, okay, you know, it's fine. We'll we'll re- we'll fix everything up and that kind of thing. She's like, just give me some paper towels. And uh, Meg goes, we're out of paper towels. And that's what throws her over the edge. <laughs> and she just goes completely crazy <laughs> and starts rampaging through town, like, causing havoc. <laughs> and they eventually have to, like, shoot her with dart guns to try to bring her down. So she spends Christmas just kind of laying on the on the chair in, like, a drugged-out state. <laughs> that's pretty great, actually. <laughs> It's got some great moments, like where uh, Peter is supposed to be dropping one of the toys off at the uh, like the charity drive or whatever, but he actually gives all the gifts to charity. <laughs> so he's trying to track him down and get him back, and uh, he goes to, like the trailer trash, you know, <laughs> family's house, and like he goes in and uh, he's like, "Do you guys have my VCR?" <laughs> and they see the two like um, like the two the two uh, boys of the you know hillbilly family are like fighting over it. It's my turn to use the sex box. <laughs> That's my sex box, <laughs> and her name is Sony. <laughs> and, uh, this is the one where Stewie was trying to be like nice. He finds out that uh, you have to be nice, or else Santa Claus won't bring you presents. Then he wants his weapons grade plutonium, so he <laughs> decides to be nice. It was pretty good. And uh, but the best part of this one was uh, the ongoing uh, kind of, I guess, in a, like an ongoing thing throughout the episode where Peter just wants to watch Kiss Save Santa. <laughs> but every time, like, he tries to, somebody keeps interrupting it. But they keep showing little segments of Kiss Save Santa, and it's just so great. <laughs> it's so, like, cheesy of just Kiss, like, trying to save Santa Claus. Like, one point, he's, like, Santa's in this big, giant uh, nest like on a branch and uh, there's a bunch of pterodactyl eggs breaking open <laughs> and little baby pterodactyls coming out. And uh, <laughs> they're like, Oh, I think it's a well-known fact that pterodactyls, you know, hate guitar chords. <laughs> Hit it, Ace. <laughs> and so he goes, wow. And they, they all go nuts and fall out of the nest. <laughs> and it just makes me really want to see Kiss Save Santa. Like, I wish this was a real thing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Totally buy the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Simpsons one, uh, I think they've, they've probably done a ton of Christmas episodes on the Simpsons, including many that I've never seen. But um, the one I always remember is one called "Marge Be Not Proud," uh, which is the one where basically the, it's Christmas time. And Bart really wants a copy of the new game Bone Storm, which is kind of like you know Mortal Kombat basically. And Marge won't buy it for him, so he ends up going yeah. to the shop and save and and stealing it. And oh yeah, fired. I remember this. <laughs> this one was so yeah. great. <laughs> it's got two lines that I still quote all the time. I just watched it on YouTube again the other day, and I was like, yeah, I, I fucking think of these lines all the time. Um, it's got the part where Millhouse gets the game and Bart like hears him and he's like, Oh, Millhouse got Bone Storm. You see Millhouse playing and he's like, This is great and all I did was enter my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of that all the time whenever I'm playing games. <laughs> yeah, that is one that I definitely quote as well. <laughs> And the other one was where uh, they're stealing, like he sees Nelson and uh, Jimbo stealing stuff from the store. And uh, Nelson just goes, shoplifting is a victimless crime. 
like punching someone in the dark. (laughs) 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 I think of that all the time. (laughs) Anytime anybody mentions anything about a victimless crime, like, yeah, like punching someone in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. I also like that Nelson is uh, he's stealing a blue vest and wearing it underneath his blue vest. <laughs> Basically just stealing another vest. <laughs> he's like, check this out. It's the kind I like. <laughs> oh, so many good, good parts. But yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that was a good choice. I forgot. I didn't know that that was the episode. That I do like that episode. Yeah, that was a classic. <laughs> Lee, Lee Carvello's like putting challenge. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he's like on the. He's playing it. He's like on the green. He's like, please select a club. You have chosen three wood. May I suggest a putter? <laughs> you chose three wood. <laughs> now choose a swing. I suggest feather touch. You have chosen power drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like hits the ball way into the parking lot. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, that's a good episode. <laughs> All right, so that's my number seven. All righty. Well, I guess we'll move on to my number six. Uh, My number six kind of falls into the same vein as the other two, I suppose, but this one's cartoony, and it's called Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the fucking snowman. I can't believe we've been talking about Christmas movies for almost two hours now. Yeah, so you kind of got to move along. (laughs) We've got about 30 minutes left. So, uh, yeah, Frosty Snowman is my number six. This is a great great one with some great songs for sure. Uh, this is where we find out that he's not just wearing a top hat. He's wearing a magic hat, and that's what makes him turn to life, and it's just fantastic. There must have been some magic in that old sick hut he found. <laughs> it was a damn magical hat. It sure was. They probably could have used that sure was. hat to bring back the dead, but they made a snowman oh, come to life. <laughs> I mean, if it works on snow, it'll work on a zombie. <laughs> I don't know how much all the there the life will be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Frosty Snowman, my number yeah. six. That's a classic. The song is great. Yeah. What's your number six? Uh, my number six is... Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world is going to care about this one but me, but I love it. Uh, this is something I used to have on VHS for some reason. Don't know why exactly, but I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Um, and it was a show I liked a lot as well. Uh, but I didn't have it. Oh, it just this one this Christmas episode. It was a two-parter. Uh, talking about a two-part episode of 
Human Samurai Cyber Squad. <laughs> oh, God, no. Why is this so far down on your list? <laughs> Nobody actually remembers that show. Nobody remembers that show. <laughs> I, I remember that show. I love that show. It's so good. Oh, all no, the Power Ranger knockoffs, it was the show. best. <laughs> uh, was, uh, the first one was called well, Do Not Reboot Till Christmas, and the second one was mm. Kilo is Coming to Town. Um, and what really makes this episode so amazing is besides being Christmassy, it's also, like, honestly the best series finale that the show never got. <laughs> Because it really never got much of a series finale. They just kind of ended it. Like, I think they just didn't get picked up because nobody was watching it. I'll, I'll, give you one, I'll give you one guess as to why it never had a finale. Because um, the network were jerks. <laughs> yeah, that was it. They couldn't recognize it. gold when they had it. <laughs> nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I like this show. But basically, it's all. Uh, this one was. It, it, a lot of stuff happens in this episode. They end up kind of taking it all back at the very end. But it, it really is entertaining because it's. it's So much happens. Like uh, in the first one, basically, they're trying to. Sam's trying to find out what his girlfriend got him for Christmas. So she's, they're trying to sneak into her, her locker and, you know, hijinks ensue. And he accidentally ends up giving it to, like, the. the gift drive for charity so they got to get back in there and get the gift and that kind of thing get it back and somehow you know they uh, Malcolm and uh, what's his name Kilo Khan they put a virus in the gift somehow and they're going to blow it all up so they have to stop this virus which they do um, but there's something that they didn't realize is that this virus had something hidden inside of it that would allow them to track the servo program back to its home computer so they now uh-huh. could find out <laughs> who the people, you know, the people that keep stopping them actually are. And so they find out that it was Sam and his friends. And so Kilo Khan uh-huh. actually goes out himself and goes after them. And he's, like, destroying their computers. Uh-huh. He ends up freezing, you know, Sam's friends so that they can't get in. Um, and it's just Sam alone. So he basically, he kind of uses the, uh, the reverse thing to try to track, you know, where uh, Kilo Khan is at. And that's how he learns that Malcolm, the kid who's been helping him all this time, he learns that he's involved, and he goes to, you know, find him, and he's like, like, you got to help me against Kilo Khan. Like, he's, he's a terrible dude. He said he's going to kill you as soon as he kills us. Like, you're just a meat thing to him. He doesn't really care about you. Like, <laughs> you got to help me. And he's like, no, he would never do that. But then, like, Kilo Khan comes on the screen, and he's basically just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to kill you as well. <laughs> so... Basically, like Sam, you know, the main hero has to end up teaming up with his enemy, this Malcolm guy who's, you know, just been a complete dick the entire series. And the two of them have to come together, you know, on Christmas here to fight Kilo Khan. And Jennifer, uh, Sam's girlfriend, ends up coming into the basement to, you know, come see him and give him his present or whatever. And so she just sees everyone frozen besides the two of them and just kind of finally finds out, you know, that, oh, like her boyfriend's a superhero. So all this big stuff is happening. And then, like, Sam goes in to, you know, the, to be the servo program and go fight Kilo Khan, um, who's never actually, you know, he's fought monsters, kind of like, you know, how Rita would send monsters. 
but he's never actually fought Kilo Khan himself. So he, this is, you know, the one time he actually fights him straight on. And so he fights him and actually ends up destroying Kilo Khan. And so the, you know, the big enemy of the show is now dead. <laughs> but for some reason, like Sam's not sure if the way that he got into this, um, like the power up he used or whatever, I think he's not sure that it's going to let him go back into his body. So he kind of thinks, like, uh-huh. oh, shit, you know, I just kind of, <laughs> like, I guess I'm stuck here. But he's going to, he figures he's going to try it. But it's just kind of nice to see, like, as he's realizing that, like, uh, he's he's kind of doomed, like, Malcolm is kind of like, wow, you really are a hero, Sam. Like, I'm sorry, like, I was such a dick to you. Like, and they kind of have this, this you know, heartfelt reconciliation. And uh, so Sam tries to get back into his body, and somehow he does, but somehow it like wipes everybody's memory <laughs> so nobody remembers what just happened unfortunately um so sam doesn't uh-huh. know anything about malcolm anymore malcolm doesn't remember anything about sam being the servo program it's just kind of all a reset essentially and so malcolm's like oh you know screw you guys but he does kind of shake sam's hand as he leaves he's like i'm not sure why i'm doing this but <laughs> but you too have a good christmas <laughs> And so they, there's some kind of weird, unspoken, you know, respect between the two of them in that one moment, at least. Um, and unfortunately, he ends, he ends up going home, and since he doesn't remember anything about Kilo Khan trying to kill him, he uses his backup discs to restore his system, which includes a backup of Kilo Khan. <laughs> so unfortunately, Kilo Khan is just back. So even though he was destroyed, it kind of was all for nothing, but it was pretty amazing. I just watched it again this week and, <laughs> online. I was like, <laughs> and so my number five is <laughs> Home Alone. You know that classic tale of mischievous, mischievous, mischievous boy gets into deadly situation, <laughs> winds up ending out just. It just ends up just fine. He puts a lot of death traps <laughs> around the house. Probably could have killed people, but in a comedic fashion. Uh, the two do not get killed, and of course, he puts a weird iron thing on the door that nobody knows what the hell that thing is. Uh, somehow, <laughs> heats it up so hot that it burns Joe Pesci's hand. Um, and then, you know, of course, they nails and they're totally fine. Yeah, I mean, Peyton can't put a face. I mean, what a lovely tale of Christmas. I love Home Alone, though. It's a great tale. Macaulay Culkin's greatest work, right there next to the Page Master. It really is. This is on my list as well. It's tied with Home Alone 2, which I also love. Even though it's pretty yeah, much exactly the same movies. thing again. But <laughs> it's got Tim Curry. I'll so. take more of the same. I want to see, <laughs> hopefully, a Home Alone 3, but an actual Home Alone 3. Like Macaulay Culkin now. <laughs> Gets left Home Alone. Kind of like Situation... Yeah, like Daniel Stern's back and Joe Pesci's back, and they're still trying to kill this kid now. No longer the Wet Bandits; they're just the the Cully the Cully Killers, the Cully Killer the Killer Kyan. I don't know. <laughs> they're like in wheelchairs. <laughs> it's yeah. not really funny when he's crapping on them this time. He's like, oh, he's 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 like hurting the handicapped. <laughs> but to like us, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Oh, those, both of those movies are really great. 
And it is, like, surprisingly heartfelt at the end, like, when he reunites with his family and that kind of thing. And he always, like, has a weird friend, a like, a person who... That should have been a everyone completely misjudges. different movie, was that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you let my whole family... If my whole family decided to desert me, left me in a house by myself while they went to France. They're terrible fucking parents, there's no doubt about it. And the parents <laughs> should have counted their own kids. Like, they have... Yeah, the the second all time. Shit, but... I mean, exactly. Like, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> How did you let this happen again? <laughs> Goodness gracious. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> this I mean, today. I can't go None too much into this. Because they're cell phones. They could we just only like... have 15 minutes left. And I can't, I mean, we've spent <laughs> an hour and a half on just 10 movies, and we've got to get through five more, so, in 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I do want to mention real quick. The best part is those uh, the videos with the keep your keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> like that guy. Oh hell best. yeah! <laughs> hell Especially yeah! Especially I think it's in two, where he's like, uh, "You've been smooching with everyone, Joe, yeah. Neil, Billy with the gimpy knee." <laughs> oh, Billy with the gimpy leg. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so great. That's so good. I want to watch those for real. <laughs> it is pretty great. All right. Well, I'm just going to make that my number uh, five as well. Okay. All right. Let's go on to number four then. We've already briefly talked about Christmas carols. This one's just my favorite. This one's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Of course, Scrooge is playing. Scrooge McDuck is playing Scrooge. So it's just, I mean, we've already talked about Christmas Carol enough, so I don't want to go too much of this. But, of course, the Disney characters are in this one. It's a really good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a great one, actually. Yeah. That, that, all the time. that one's that was good. good. Yep. Ooh. Good old Scrooge McDuck. Yep. Living up to his Scrooge name. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well... My number four was my old number five, but I switched it with uh, Home Alone. Um, it's going to be a Christmas story. Oh. Yeah. All right. The, AKA the movie they show for 24 hours straight on TBS every year. <laughs> I know. It makes me sad that I don't have they TV. <laughs> you just have to buy the DVD. And put it on a loop yourself. I'm shocked that I don't have that DVD yet. That's such a good movie, though. Everything about it's just perfect. It's like the greatest Christmas, or one of the greatest Christmas movies, especially for people like who were born in the '80s, like us. Yeah, I do. I do like that movie. That's a good call there. Yeah, so many memorable, memorable lines, <laughs> and just great parts. The Easter Bunny yeah. costume. Just shoot your eye out, kid. The whole movie <laughs> is just nonstop. Like you, could, anybody could talk about that movie because it's just nonstop. Yep. But I didn't say fudge. It's <laughs> 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 just great. Oh, so many good things. Yeah, it's just the quintessential Christmas Eve story. Just representing yep. being a child and having Christmases. For sure, for sure. Oh, goodness. Okay. 
Um, all right. Well, let's move on to number three. My number three. This one's going to probably knock your socks right off. Jingle all the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This movie's so great. Let's take Cookie down. Oh, this is. <laughs> oh, God, this is such a good movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you got Sinbad. And then you got Anakin Skywalker. You couldn't ask for a better trio. <laughs> this is certainly an amazing yeah. movie. Um, the best actors of our generation. I mean, of the 90s, easily the best three right there. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this is obviously a great movie. This is where Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get this Turbo Turbo Man action toy from his uh, Forrest Kid. And at the same time, uh, I guess Sinbad's trying to do the same thing. And there's only one left. And they're on the hunt for it, and at every turn, they keep running in, running into each other, having all these fantastic action scenes where everybody just keeps dying. It's a gnarly film, but it's really good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, I, I definitely enjoy uh, enjoy Jingle All the Way. Uh, just just screams Christmas. Uh, Phil Hartman's in here, so it's oh, a good yeah. I've seen many reviews of this movie, but I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Yeah, probably not on a lot of people's favorite list, but it's on my number three, so. (laughs) Well, very nice, very nice. Probably the best thing Sinbad's ever done. (laughs) As long as they don't give him another TV show. (laughs) I don't want to even talk about his TV show. We're not here for that. (laughs) <laughs> the scariest thing in the world would be to give Sinbad another TV show. Ah. <laughs> All right. My number three. Uh, I'd say I was going to be surprised if this isn't on your list. Or maybe it's number your number one or two. Um, little movie starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel. Elf. Oh, it's not on my list. Even though I love oh. Zoe Deschanel, I hate that movie. Really? How do you hate this movie? I feel like I'm the only so person likeable. in America who hates that movie. <laughs> I think it's because of Will Ferrell. I really do not like him in most things. Really? I mean, I thought even people who didn't like him in most things, like, I don't know how you don't find him delightful like him in, in Elf. this movie. Yeah, he's just so joyous and and happy and friendly and you just can't help but like the dude and feel for him. Yeah, most people love that movie. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and I never would have thought of him and Zoe Deschanel being like <laughs> one of the all-time great couples, but <laughs> in this movie, they really are pretty great together. I mean, I love Zoe Deschanel. I mean, everybody knows that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just not that. sure. I know. I just watched this again the other day, just to make sure it still holds up, and it definitely holds up. I liked it. It's very good and very, very heartwarming, and just the relationship, like with his brother, who like totally hates him at first, and then totally like wins him over very quickly. It's, just, it's a great movie. Honestly, I thought that was his dad the whole time, so who fucking knows? I don't know what's going on anymore. (laughs) 
Well, there's both. There's uh, a dad that has you know a young child. <laughs> oh, apparently I need to watch that movie again because I don't even remember. <laughs> like he's totally like you know Will Ferrell goes to pick him up at school and he's totally embarrassed and stuff and then they get in like a snowball fight on the way home and Will Ferrell just whips everyone's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, very quickly. Yeah. Ah, eh. Might have yeah. to give it another chance. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> one day. But, yeah, definitely not on my list. Um, but we will go on to my number two. I think we're on number two. Or number three. No, number two, yeah. Number two, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Everybody's favorite Santa oh. Claus. Where he, com- where he commits a murder and becomes one of the jolliest men on earth. A fantastic movie, um, oh man. There's just I, there's so much to be said about this movie. You got the kid, the kid from Duncan checks in, which is just he's just a delight. I mean, nobody's gonna dislike that kid. Um, and then you've also got uh, I don't even know who else. Tim Allen, <laughs> he's still in there. <laughs> you've got a cavalcade of stars. Like I don't know, Tim Allen. Oh, <laughs> all, all, all of the stars are in there. It's good. It's a good <laughs> movie. You're right. It is like the one movie where uh, he commits murder and gets rewarded for it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. That's a good movie, though. I like I like Santa Claus. I don't know why I like it so much. Yeah. I definitely remember yeah. watching it a bunch when I was a kid. It was very solid. Of course. Of course you do. I don't think I ever saw any of the sequels. Nobody has. That's the crazy part, really. <laughs> no, like I've seen never all three existed. of them. I've regrettedly seen all three of them. <laughs> None of them could live up to that first taste of glory, huh? No. <laughs> it's a weird one. They're all weird ones. <laughs> We're all weird down here. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, my number two, we touched upon it briefly earlier, but it's a wonderful life. I fucking love that oh. movie. <laughs> I know you do. I know it's going to be on your list. <laughs> it's so good. For as old as it is, like, it really fucking holds up. And it's just a great movie of just... You know, showing what, you know, if you do good things, in the end, it'll come back and help you out. Like, you may not think it's going to end up well, but if you, you put good stuff out there, good stuff will come back to you at some point. Yeah. And realizing, like, the impact that you make on people's lives and that kind of thing. And it's it's just a great, like, the ending is really emotional. Like, I'm not going to lie, it gets a little dusty. Remember I watched that movie. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's such a, <laughs> all the dust. It is my movie. Eye. I just, I need, I just need to watch it again. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's really good, and it's like it tells like the whole story of this guy's life, and it's like most movies that try to be that ambitious, like and like seem to fail. <laughs> like it's hard to tell that many years of a man's life in like a 
two-hour movie. Even though I think this movie is more like two and a half, possibly longer. It's a pretty long movie. But still, like, it manages to do it all so, like, succinctly and really get all the points across. So it's pretty darn good. Most movies yeah. can't even tell, That's like, a, used to make a story of things that happen over a couple of days <laughs> without being terrible. <laughs> I wish movies would go back to how they were back then. They were so much better. I mean, I wish the graphics... Oh, at least the Universal the Monsters, for sure. I want, I want better <laughs> graphics. take a page out of that book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this color stuff. Take it out. <laughs> That's a passing phase. A fad, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what is your big number one? My number one was already mentioned, and that is A Christmas Story. I love that movie. God, do I love that movie. Um, man, it's just that movie, like, I wish I had TBS, because that's no joke. I would watch that shit all the fucking time, <laughs> all day long. There was one Christmas where I just <laughs> left it on. I left it on, and I was so happy. <laughs> I wasn't sad by any means or any stretch of the imagination. I oh god, I, I love. We went to Uncle Bob's so one much. time and they had it on like the whole time we were there. Because <laughs> the best part of that movie is like no matter where you come in, it's always fucking great, and every single moment of that yeah. movie is a memorable moment. There's never a part where you're just like, oh, I'm not a big fan of this scene. No, every scene you're a fan of, every scene everyone's a fan. It's <laughs> such a great movie. Yeah, you're right. There's no, like, lull. Like, oh, here's the part where they, like, have a fight and break up and (laughs) they walk alone in the rain for 20 minutes and then get back together. Like, nothing stupid like that. It's just all good stuff happening. Yep. Ah, so good, man. I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah, good call. It was brilliantly, brilliantly laid out. That's true. It really was. And the narrator, like, really just takes it to another level. He does. He does. You know what's even better than A Christmas Story, though? Christmas Story 2. What a delightful movie. Daniel Stern's <laughs> back again. And that was just, Click. oh. All right. Hanging up yep. now. <laughs> That's fine. I expect nothing less. All right. What's your number one? <laughs> You'll never guess. My number one. It happens to be a uh-huh. Christmas special from the 80s. Yeah. Young man we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Christmas in the Playhouse. All right. Now, for real, <laughs> what is your number one? <laughs> oh, that is my number one. I literally watch that every year. <laughs> Every freaking year. <laughs> I make sure I watch that just because it's so awesome. <laughs> just listen. Oh, I, I cut up a little clip of uh, the cavalcade of no. guest stars he has. The best <laughs> and brightest stars of the 80s. No, you're going to put Cher on here. No. <laughs> here we go. Check out this list of names. Hey, my special, special guest stars. Frankie. 
I love that song. The man's got the voice of an angel. If the angel was <laughs> dead and trying to ask for help. <laughs> oh, shit. But, oh, it's such a great episode. Like, it really is. It's just got basically everybody on the show, like most of the, you know, Cowboy Curtis, Miss Yvonne, everybody, all those people, plus all kind of celebrities that are stopping by the Playhouse or just, you know, calling on the phone. Um, He's got like little bits with each of them. And for the most part, like they're all really, really funny. (laughs) As you mentioned, Cher is definitely, you know, one of my favorites. (laughs) Just because as soon as she leaves, he's like, that was Cher. Cher was right there in the same room as my chair. Hope I didn't stare. Oh well, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was in there. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> and as for usual, it's got its little period, uh, like trying to slip in a joke for the adults. <laughs> like Miss Yvonne shows up and she's wearing like this, you know, hat that has mistletoe on it. And uh, so all the puppets, you know, want them, want her to come and stand by them so they can give her a kiss. And uh, Flory, you know, who obviously is on the floor, a talking piece of floor, essentially, he's like, hey, Mr. Yeah. Bond, come stand over me. <laughs> and she's wearing a dress, so you can imagine where that's going. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus help us all. <laughs> oh man but there's a running joke throughout the whole thing where uh everybody who comes in basically brings peewee some kind of a fruitcake or possibly more than one fruitcake um and eventually he's they're like oh what are you gonna do with all these fruitcakes and he's like oh i built a whole new wing for the playhouse <laughs> and he opens up this new room that's just made entirely of fruitcakes <laughs> There's some uh, there's some music performances like including oh shit are you there oh no damn it we lost Pete fuck it didn't even give us till two hours this time it cut off early that's a bunch of bullshit right there well um I guess I'll just finish up real quickly with uh, TV's you know, Christmas special. Uh, there's some really weird uh, performances. Like, Katie Lang does a song in here, and she just seems like a crazy person. Grace Jones, I, I don't know who, like, where they got this outfit that she's wearing, but it's, like, made out of styrofoam. It's like someone took, like, weird yoga mats and tried to just make a dress out of it. It's It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I want to talk about the end of this episode, but I'm going to need Pete to do that. So we'll have to talk about it a little bit next time as we start off the episode. Maybe we'll lead with that um, and kind of kick it off there because <laughs> the end of this episode doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> and it needs to be discussed. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit next time. Um, till then, let me find the outro here. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, a, we are talking a little bit about earlier, or at least I was, about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Um, I'm going to play the outro, um, which is basically the theme song from that show. So it was obviously one of my favorite parts of that show. 
Um, even the show itself was corny. This song was fucking badass. So here is the outro. Um, sorry, things got a little bit cut off here at the end, but we'll uh, hopefully finish up next time. Um, in the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time here on the Original Janksters. For Peter Jank, I am Kevin Jank. Remember to keep flipping your tip and have a great rest of your week. The evil Kilo Khan lives inside computer circuits. With the help of Malcolm Frink, he creates megavirus monsters to attack electronic systems. Meanwhile, a freak accident turns Sam Collins into Servo. His friends join forces in their samurai's attack vehicles. Together, they transform into the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman Samurai. They're gonna rip it up, our hero walk.